It seems that of the um, all of the quotations that you could draw out of the 16 documents produced by the Second Vatican Council, that the one that is the most famous, the most well-known, is the one that teaches that the Eucharist is the source and the summit of the Church's life. This is to say that everything we do as followers of Jesus Christ finds its motivation and its strength and its energy from the Eucharistic sacrifice, and that all we do and experience as Christians is brought back to the Eucharistic altar to be offered back to Christ. I remember while being at the first priestly ordination that Bishop Matano celebrated when he, after he became Bishop of Rochester. He exhorted the two men about to be ordained as priests to bring all the struggles, the hopes, and the trials of the people they serve with them to Holy Mass, to offer them on the altar. I can't help as well but call to mind something that was said at a parish council meeting probably over 20 years ago. It was said by a man whom you probably all know, John Delisio. I can still hear John saying, when I come to Mass on Sunday, I'm tired, used up, worn out from the week. Then I come to Mass and I lay it all on the altar as an offering. And while I am at Mass... I am refreshed and renewed for the week ahead. May all of us here recover that practice of offering everything to God on the altar when we come to Mass. Do not let a Sunday go by without placing your hopes and your joys, your pain and your sorrow on this altar, and let Christ refresh you with the gift of his very self. And today, though, as we find ourselves celebrating the beautiful feast of Corpus Christi, the body and the blood of Christ, we might ask, why bother having a special feast when we celebrate the Eucharist every Sunday? Well, the Eucharist has many dimensions, communion, reconciliation, fellowship, and offering. But today is a feast on which we make a very specific effort to focus on one particular dimension of the Eucharist, what we call the real presence. Today we highlight, we emphasize the fact that at each Mass, in the hands of the priest, that Jesus Christ becomes really, truly, and substantially present. Today we highlight, we emphasize the fact that the simple bread and wine that we offer really and truly become the body and the blood of Christ. Today we highlight and we emphasize the fact that since Christ himself is now risen and living still, the real presence means that the risen Christ's body and blood, soul and divinity, are truly present under the appearance of bread and of wine. Really present. And that's the focus of the feast today. But what are all the implications of all this? Well, since Christ is really present, we make sure that we are here every Sunday. Since Christ is really present, we make sure that we are spiritually prepared to receive him. If it were just a fellowship meal, it wouldn't really matter. We could take it or leave it, or maybe just celebrate it at home. 
Bishop Matano addressed some of these issues in his very first homily as our bishop and reiterates them in his pastoral letter, which was released just a few days ago as he declared a special year of the Eucharist. If you get the courier at home, you already received a copy of his pastoral letter in the center of the newspaper. We'll call it mandatory reading. It's an excellent letter. You can also get it online if you do not get the courier. Well, in that letter, uh, which you'll be hearing much more about in the months ahead, our bishop urges us to be faithful in our attendance at Mass. And he asks that when Jesus said it was his body and blood, and when the crowd complained, he only tightened his words. He made them more specific. So at Sunday Mass, we hear the words of our bishop. Here we find the strength, the reason to proclaim enthusiastically and lovingly the person of Jesus Christ. And then the bishop reminds, reminds us and admonishes us to willingly and purposely ignore the personal invitation of Christ to be with him and his invitation to partake of his very body and blood and soul and divinity and holy community. Holy communion is a very grave matter. And again in his inaugural homily, and reiterated in his letter that I showed you today, we also hear the bishop say, if I can say no to the invitation of Jesus, who himself declares, if you do not eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have life in you. If we can dismiss this solemn declaration of Jesus, Bishop Matano says, then how easy it becomes to say no to any person or institution and to break or dishonor any commitment. And here's the most important question. On whose authority do I say these things? Certainly not on mine, not on Father Tedeschi's, not really on Bishop Matano's. No, we speak with the authority of Christ, with his words, the words we just heard in today's gospel. And it's important to remember that it's not telling the whole truth when we say, as Catholics, we believe it's the body and blood of Christ. As though it's one option among many, a special Catholic thing that we believe in, and others are free to accept or reject it. No, Jesus said these words at an amazing time. It's when he had his largest following, 5,000 people, surrounding him, ready to accept anything he said, ready to do anything he asked them to do. But then he said that it would be his real body, his true blood, that would be our food and drink. And the crowds complained. And what did he do? He tightened his words. He made them more specific, more literal, more shocking, truly shocking, For my flesh, the Lord says, is true food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Do not interpret the words of Jesus. I say that again. Do not interpret the words of Jesus. Accept the words of Jesus. 
exactly as he spoke them, as they are. Believe them. Accept that he who was God from God and light from light, who defeated the power of death and hell by his death and resurrection as he rose triumphantly from the grave, is truth himself and cannot lie or deceive. How true and inspiring are the words of that beautiful hymn, Humbly We Adore Thee. Sight, touch, and taste in thee are each deceived. The ear alone most safely is believed. I believe all that the Son of God has spoken. Then truth's own word, there is no truer token. And now I stop and tremble, not really wanting to repeat the words of Jesus, not daring to make them my own, but compelled to do so. I can't remain silent. Brothers and sisters, what did Jesus say as the thousands began to leave? Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life with you. All who heard these words from the mouth of Jesus were deeply moved. Some were moved to leave him. Some were moved to stay, to accept him or to reject him. For on the day that Jesus gave this teaching, he gave all who heard him the option of believing or of leaving. And when the 5,000 had left and only 12 were left behind, Jesus then said to his apostles, with almost eerie calm, do you also want to leave? And Peter gave the answer that must be ours. Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and we are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. No wonder Bishop Matano says in his letter that if the heavenly choirs prostrate themselves before the throne of God, covering their faces and casting down their golden crowns before him, how much more ought we, a community of sinners, humble ourselves before so great a mystery, so great a presence? That is why on this Sunday Mass, Bishop Matano has asked us to return to the practice of kneeling after the Lamb of God, to give physical force to our words and to our worship as we utter, Lord, I am not worthy. Listen again to the words of Peter. Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and we are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. So may all of us here on this glorious feast of Corpus Christi Make those words our own and let us believe and live and worship in the way that our faith compels us, being assured that the Lord's words to us are living and are true, that the holy meal that we eat here truly is the body and the blood of Jesus Christ.